Hey y'all, it's Jenny Mosley, and we are here live with the Elevate Effect. It's time to take the dental field to a whole nother level. Fly with me, folks. Let's get real and let's get uncomfortable. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're just so thrilled, of course, again, to have the newly married... <laughs> Engaged. Engaged. I told you engaged. I thought I it was married. That's what I said. They go, no, we actually went all the way. I'm like, no, I don't know. No, no, no. We're, no, we're, 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 we're yes. both saying, well, I mean, we'll take that at a step at a time. Talk about balancing the wheel of life, man. You, uh, you, Like I said, I sent him a message, Mr. Paul Graham, back with us. Kudos. I sent him a message saying, you keep setting the bar high. You keep setting the bar high. So um, pretty incredible and really proud of you. She and you are both very lucky to have each other. That we are. God is good. And uh, I was saying to Erica earlier, I was I was totally at peace with spending the rest of my life alone and without a partner. And and uh, and then God saw fit to bring Leanne into my life. So that that's just been she's been an amazing blessing. Isn't that how that works when you don't guess, when yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, that's how I had my child. You know, I said, you know what? I, obviously, this isn't going to happen. And then boom. <laughs> so I think we were we were anxiously waiting this next step and I don't know if Erica wants to kind of introduce this but we you and I are honing in on and it's a really neat timing because we're we're hosting a focus group in next week in Savannah at the Bryce and it's talking about time management equals life management and how mm -hmm. to really balance those things and we will we'll be doing a lot of wheel of life conversations and exercises and um, and games to really make it fun. And um, so this is very timely as to how we're walking through this, because we have a lot of team members that are walking through this with us, Paul, to learn how to kill it in life everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think today we wanted to hone a little bit more into the spiritual side of that wheel and how each of us may incorporate things and even in our profession, even in our sh your shoots versus me and what I do here and how that can maybe inspire others to utilize whatever it is they see that as, um, you know, as a benefit. Um, am I on the right mm -hmm. path here, Erica? Yep. I think we, we planned on doing this last time and then we got more into the um, just overall balance of all of it. And we said, you know, we could do a whole episode on just this section. So that mm. is what we're going to do today. So I think you both awesome. bring it into your daily just life generally, but also professionally. And a lot of the people that listen to this are listening for some type of professional uh, benefit, I would say. So showing how you bring that into that professional, which is also a section on the, the balance wheel, um, might help then push the bar a little further. Cause if I think about it, um, you know, you can talk about your spirituality, but I think you two bring it into daily life differently. So I, I'm excited to hear you both talk about, cause I think you both do it a little differently as well. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to just hear you both talk about that. So awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll let Paul go, but here's one thing to inspire us. So um, you know, everyone knows that I, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed of my, of my walk and I carry crosses and rosaries and everywhere I go. And, uh, hence my ring <clears throat> rosary is on my t desk, but I was doing the podcast. It might've been the one with you, Paul, and a 
a, a, a professional has reached out to me and she's actually going to become a guest because she saw my ring and she said, hmm. you know, not only were you guys talking about some pretty great things, but I recognize that you aren't ashamed to actually have your faith part of it. And that's huge in the world because a lot of people either shy from it uh, for whatever reason. Um, and, um, and so that attracted her to want to be a part of this thing. So it's, um, you know, it may not touch everybody, but the ones it touches, I think it touches them a lot deeper. Mm -hmm. So Paul, how, how, how do you, cause again, we all, anybody that knows you knows that it's you, the spiritual part of your wheel of life is important. So can you tell us a little bit about where it fostered and, you know, how you, you know, evolved it and what do you do day to day? And yeah, so boy, that, that, this goes back many more years than I, than I uh, would care to admit, I guess, but <laughs> as a, as a precocious little seven or eight year old in the, uh, in the church of England would say to, uh, to the priest, well, I don't, I don't care what color goes on the altar at any time. Tell me about this guy named Jesus. What, what is, what does that mean? And, and uh, so I have to look up the archdeacon. I think when, when I'm on that side of eternity and apologize for, for being so precocious as a kid, but that was really the start of my journey of trying to figure out what is, what is this, this, this thing called faith. And, and I, I personally shudder, if, if people say I'm religious, I, I kind of just, because uh, to me, uh, man has really kind of mixed things up with the church, man and, and women. I mean, just mankind has just mixed things up to what I think God and Christ meant the church to be. And so I tend to, to focus on that word spiritual. And I, I try to live a spiritual life, a spiritual led life. Um, I tend to focus more on my faith than man-made rules. And um, the Bible are not man-made rules. That's of God. That's the word of God. And and so I start my day every day with the Bible. It's the greatest book in the world in my mind and, and learn so much and um, can can adopt so much into my life from what I read. It's one of those one of those books that I read and, you know, read for years and then something will just pop out of scripture and I'll say, wow, I never, never looked at it that way. So, um, that, that may be a long winded answer to your, your question, Jenny. No, but, but man, you said, can started. I, can I ask you questions within it? Cause man, mm, I can please. dissect a bunch. I'm sure Erica could too. Um, when you say, you know, cause one, I, I a hundred percent agree for me personally, it's, it's not about religion. Um, and cause I have been a part of, of, of in try to soul search a part of many to, 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 to search something that I couldn't really ever find cause it wasn't in a building. Um, and, uh, but when you said, uh, your faith, you focus on more than the man-made rules, right? Mm -hmm. So can you, in, in your, in your sense of what that means, what is man-made rules versus having a faith to you mean the difference? <sighs> Well, there's a whole other episode right there. Um, <laughs> we have a long future together. So this is what I'm trying to do. Make you stay around. 
well, this is good. This is good because you always challenge me. I, I, that wasn't one of the questions I was expecting today. Um, I, I think anything outside, and I'll speak very personally from, yes. from my faith here. Yeah. And because my perspective is there's, there's multiple religions, there's multiple beliefs in the world, um, all of which have good elements to them. But I'm also... The, uh, the mathematic geek in me says there can't be multiple truths. There's either It's either true or not. So, yeah, I think we all can decide what that truth is in our lives. For me, it's Christianity. Um, and so, <laughs> boy, now, my mind is just really like well. spinning with that. <laughs> but you know what? You just said that really well. Let, let's say that again, and I hope people rewind it because, man, you, you say things so well. I wish I could speak like you. So you just said... Um, you know, you're a mathematical geek and mm -hmm. you see that there's truth is truth and everybody has right. their own. Right. So in this balance that we consider that the balance says spiritual doesn't say religion. It doesn't say anything. It literally says spiritual. And you the, the beauty of to what I heard you say was once you find that you got to find your truth to then know where to take it. That was, and I don't know if you realize you just said that was just so powerful because I believe that many people listen to other people's truths. And I could have been one too. Oh, you're raised by someone else's truths. You're raised or you're told by someone else's truths. And the balance doesn't come until you find your own. And you tend to, to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, see if you agree. I feel like the truth comes when you're free of whatever buddy else is doing. Um, when you can have a conversation and, you know, there's not a angerness or bitterness or convincing of what you believe in, you're just confident in your own truths that you don't need anybody else to have that same one. That's when I knew that I was really starting to find my own balance in my spiritual guide. For so long, I was raised a certain way. Boom. You had to believe this. You had to think this. And again, nothing wrong with that, but that was their truth. And I was lost for a while. And so, man, you you really just sum that up in such a beautiful way, because that is so true. It is your it's your own decision of what you see as your spiritual side. Right. I mean, um, yeah, but, you know, and but the and again, boy, we've got I, I'm, I'm thinking there's like seven or eight other episodes on this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry about I that. I love but, this. Um, from the point of view of my faith and and Christianity, I think that is the truth for eternity. So not not to make this a sermon or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not my style. But to me, there just can't be multiple truths, right? So you have to decide what is true to you, and then be prepared to live that truth. And, and I think even more importantly, this, there's a couple of things that I think are really important about that. One, I think that our actions are far more important than our words. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think people notice what we do more than what we say. Um, so I think that's one thing. And then secondly, if you really believe that you're living the truth, You'll never be afraid to question it. You'll never be afraid to push it. You'll never be afraid for somebody to, to push you and to question you. I like it. 
I, I, in fact, I love it when, when people push me on my faith because it makes me think. You know, it, it makes me uh, think through why I believe what I believe and why I live the way I live. And to me, those are those are two really important aspects of, of finding your faith and living it. It's funny you said that I, I, I could tell a story. So we, you know, I've taught seminars and, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard. I mean, you did one with us, right, Paul? And it's hard to have an audience of a lot of different people. And to really make sure everybody grabs something. I think you even said it. You said, I just want everyone today in their own way to leave with something. And, and that, mm. that was always the pressure for me. It's just like two days to either make sure everybody just, I can change everybody's life in a small way. And so it's hard because I've got a lot of different personalities that come out of me. Um, but I carry, I carry my faith with me everywhere I go. And I was questioned on it after one of my, actually this first day of one of my seminars, do you really think that God loves you with the, some of the words you say? And this is asked of me the first day at the end of the day. And I said, absolutely. And I'll sit down with you for hours and we can have a long conversation. I can prove it to you. Um, and I, and you know, back, it, it backed her away. There was the dentist that was her boss who heard it. I guess he was standing on the side and he came up to me and he goes, okay, so you're the real deal. I said, of course I'm the real deal. Two weeks later, she's, you know, she left the practice and he called me up and, um, he said, I don't know. I don't really know what exactly happened. Uh, but I believe that somehow you're directing the trans the whole thing that transpired, I guess, if you will, was, somewhat of a time, um, a consistency of how this specific person was dealing with herself in the practice. Mm -hmm. And he said, nobody was ever really to just shut it down. And it made me see that maybe they weren't able to, because when you did it, there wasn't a hesitation. And she thought her, it almost woke her up. And for a long time, nobody woke her up. And when you woke her up, you made her see that, you know, our place wasn't for her. So it was a beautiful thing. And he was like, you know, thank you. And I was like, I don't even know I did it, but it, you, your story made me realize that, you know, I, I get questioned from so many different people every single day on who to be and who to act like and all this kind of stuff. And honestly, like you said, actions are more important than words. And what's frustrating is some people see them as the same. And, um, you know, I, I, I go back and forth. Like, why do I, why did I start the elevate after dark? Um, my spiritual balance. Love, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's because I, I really want, I want to be a true, I want to wind up. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I stalk my, the person I believe in, which is God. And I, I feel like I'm a stalker because I want to wind up just sitting next to him and having on just hours and hours of conversation. I could cry talking about it because I just can't mm. wait. I have a total list of what I'm going to talk to this guy about. Okay, <laughs> I mean, he's probably like, stay down there. But <clears throat> I truly, truly believe I, I walk a walk and I want him to know that I'm not doing anything to impress him. I'm doing something to get to him. And that day when I was able, I mean, really, so when you said that, I, I believe that, I believe that's when your balance is there, when, when you can have, be approached by something and have the strength to really stand up to it and know that you can actually say that everything you do is, you feel, you, you know, yeah, you feel, fall short, 
but your actions are for a good intent. They're to really be what you believe in from your truth. Um, and so you just remind me of that story. I don't know if it was a squirrel, but I think was, we get approached daily. What? I think that was good. <clears throat> good dimension. Well, I think that's, you know, you, you kind of wrap that all up in, in, in like, I screw up all the time when it comes to my faith all the time. And, and, and sometimes worse than others, but it's, that's the frailty of being a human. The amazing thing is that, that God in Christ loves us even when we screw up. And, and that's what grace is all about. You know, that the grace of the love of God, um, you know, as long as we keep pointing back to him, turning back, I mean, that, 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 that aspect of redemption, everything that we just went through at Easter, you know, that, um, without that, the cross and, and Christ's death would be folly. And so that, that, aspect of redemption and grace and all all within that that we have free will to, to choose what we want to do there's there's ramifications and and pluses and minuses to every action that we take but we have that ability to do that and yet still be loved by god and that's that's a pretty amazing thing to me i mean i'm with you i mean it's like okay there's no human i know that gives me that grace <laughs> there is no human You're right there's there nobody no um how could you not love that person so let's do something i think it would be fun erica <clears throat> you know you said something really neat and you said it even when you first met paul when i was like okay this guy is the best guy in the world but and you notice that we have a lot of the same things but we may like you said you're saying the same things but you're not like you know how um and you just said at the beginning I that, think, for example, yeah, here's an example. I think you both start your mornings a specific way. That's what it's going to be. It's up. not the same, but you both do a specific. Now, I don't know, Paul, exactly what you do, but it sounds like, from what I've talked to you these few times, it sounds like you have sort of a morning routine that no matter where you are, what you're doing, you do. I know Jenny does that because I've roomed with her. <laughs> Many times, been woken up. No matter where she is, she does the same thing. No matter what time we get in at night, she does the same thing every morning, uh, and it's very early. So, um, I think that there was a point in my life, you know, I, I I'm not as a consistent person. I'll be very honest. I I do things for a little while, and they're great, and they work, and then life happens, and I stop. But there was a time, and I'm working on it. But there was a time when I was getting up early. And I'm not saying it has to be early, but I think it's just a matter of getting up and doing something with intention um, and doing it consistently. That makes a big difference in how the rest of the day goes. I think both of you incorporate a spiritual part into the start of your day. Um, so I just wanted to hear about how you each do that and how it sets up the rest of your day, because the rest of your day is going to get thrown at whatever happens. And how does that yeah. help you get through? Yeah, what would be cool is like, what, you know, what do we do to keep the balance, like our spiritual balance and align and see the, of the similarities and see of those differences? Because I want, I could maybe grab something he's doing and start doing it. Um, <laughs> a, a lot yeah, of people probably good. I mean, um, from both of you. I mean, I think yeah, some I mean, people you know, grab something I, from both. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I, I don't consider a vacation uh, or anything that, um, how do I say it? Um, a vacation for me doesn't happen from my faith. 
Um, so to me, uh, doesn't matter where I am every day has to start with 20 minutes, if not, sometimes a little bit more, but I have to get up then at 3am. Uh, but, uh, you know, at least a 20 minute time with the Lord and scripture and, um, you know, that, 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 that wiring, I, I want my engine to run right. So, um, you could have dreams, you can wake up in the middle of the night, like we all do and think about work and think about all these things. And the only person that actually engineers me correctly is Christ and scripture. And so it allows me to really go, ah, and you know, what's fascinating. I mean, you can ask these girls, which is probably frustrating is, my my most powerful moments are from like nine to ten at night and like four to six in the morning <laughs> and those are right those are the times that i'm literally with him he allows for the filter it's incredible just try it folks like your filtering system is become so clean the water becomes so clean i just wish you would try it because my i become i'm like oh ideas ideas it, it, it just it's unreal what happens so yes i i, I start my day what, what what's your morning routine, Paul? Well, I, I tell you what I don't do is those <laughs> those jump ups on those steps that you two talk about <laughs> oh, on the after hours thing. I, and I never will. I mean, I, I took away a lot from that last conversation you had, but that that's not one of them I'm going to incorporate. Um, Note taken. <laughs> I'm also a very early riser. I mean, my, my poor mother, uh, I was born at 3.30 in the morning and and still to this day, wake up at 3.30 in the morning, uh, whatever day of the week. If I if I sleep any longer, I'm usually you know completely exhausted or not feeling well. But but that's pretty much when I start my day. So I, I, for years, I've, I've, I spend some time in the Bible, sometimes more, sometimes less. I don't really put, you know, I, was, I was really, really, um, uh, kind of frame this out when I was younger as I felt, well, I had to have to have an hour in the Bible and have to have an hour praying. And I gave up that all years ago. Now it's just, I, I, I tend to want to be led by what I'm reading. Um, and then I have what I call my hit list, which is my prayer list, the people that I pray for and things that are going on in life. I have, I have certain people that are on my daily hit list if they, you know, going through some particularly difficult things, uh, weekly, monthly, by by biannually um so those are that's my hit list and the thing that i adopted a few years ago is is people that have really ticked me off or people that i'm really agitated at i put them on the hit list not not a hit list but the prayer, <laughs> got a it prayer hit list and and i i spend time praying for them and I've, I've been amazed over the years how that's sort of transformed my mind when i have to deal with people that are difficult in my life and we all have those people in our lives and and so I've, I've been blown away the number of times I've just seen relationships transformed, not because they may have changed anything, but because I've changed my attitude about them and, and have just looked at it from a different way. Um, and and I've, I've started lately in this, this last year. Um, so that, that's, what are, that's my morning. So whatever that is, how long my, my big cup of coffee lasts and a couple of Red Bulls, that kind of gets me through those. And, and, and then I've started lately um, in the afternoon, instead of going up for lunch, and I, I try not to book too many lunches anymore, lunch meetings, I'll just go for a walk and I'll just kind of just kind of look around and just just 
it's just a walk of gratitude I take for all the amazing, beautiful things I'm seeing, the people that I'm seeing and things that are going on that day, um, just to keep just to keep centered on gratitude. And I try and do that in the middle of my day at some point and and just use that. And I and I'm 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 amazed at just, again, how that just kind of transforms my mindset some days. Well, what's interesting is another part of my balance (laughs) is I work out in the mornings and Uh, like a fiend from what I'm told. So (laughs) I know it is (laughs) now I believe that if I didn't start before with the Lord and scripture, I would be working out for a different reason. And I have a different energy in my exercise. I mean, I was telling my husband uh, more often lately that it's just, it, it's, it's not easy getting up because you, when you get up naturally, you get up naturally. When you get up and you, the end game is having to be somewhere and you're walking backwards into making time for it, that gets harder as your life changes. And um, I, I don't change it because I walk a walk and I want my intent to go to the same place. Um, but I'm human and I can say it's still getting harder. <laughs> that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, my balance has to come from all, I mean, I really, really li- like l- try so hard to live in the center of that wheel. And I try to make sure all of that stuff happens in every single day. And that could be obnoxious, but I walk to the end of the and day exhausting. And, I, and exhausting. Um, and I just, uh, you know, like right now, I mean, this is in that part of the wheel. That's truly pleasure for me. Um, this is, um, I mean, y- you don't understand what it does even for people like Eric and I, after being in a, in a, a practice that runs like ours, um, it's just a, not saying we're, we have anything more difficult than anybody, but we're on this and we're sharing. This is, uh, this is something we get excited about. It's truly part of the pleasure wheel for me. And so, um, you know, when you walk back into that and I say, okay, I'm going to get my pleasure part of the wheel at four to five. So let's not, we don't need it because I'm doing this exercise with them. And, you know, each part of this wheel has got to have a scale. And I know it's, that's coming at four to five. So back into my other part of the day. So, and then I got to do my exercise. So, you know, yes, Erica. You, you mentioned a scale. Can you talk, can you <laughs> well, give us a... <laughs> when you look at the wheel, right? You've got all the spokes the, the in the bam, wheel. Right. And you've got spiritual, you've got uh, professional, you've got emotional, you've got pleasurable, you got all these park spokes. But inside the spoke, if you really look at a bicycle, it's not a, just a flat, rod iron. It's also then crossed. And each one of those should have a scale in it. And what happens is sometimes some of those spikes or spokes are too full. And then one of them is empty and the wheel won't turn. And so I, you know, the, I tend to re- what I, I just, when you said that, I mean, I might be speaking my age and I don't know if it's to the good or oh, to the God. bad, but I, when I had a bike, the spokes had these little, like, I don't know what they were, but little plastic things. So when I went slow, they like made noise Yeah, because they fell. Um, and that's what I'm imagining. Like maybe one of them has two on it and maybe one of them has 10 on it. I mean, 
the point of them, they have point, they have they a have purpose. Purpose, right. Right. And so it, we, I think some of us tend to f fulfill, like for me, Paul, would you say that mourning is part of the spiritual spoke, but then that lunchtime is fulfilling part of the pleasurable one. I mean, you're, 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 you're filling that part of saying it's gratitude and it's part of your spirit, but it's still, it's giving you pleasure to look at all the beautiful stuff. I mean, you're trying to fulfill, you used to do lunch meetings and now you're trying to fulfill it with something else. I mean, that is just an innate ability to try to balance everything out and to recognize where you need to put your energies. You have it so naturally. It's beautiful. I, I have to work at it. And I work well, we so all do. <laughs> we um, all do. It, it's not a natural, easy thing. You know, I, I just, I think to, to key on, I love that. I love that analogy of the bicycle wheel and the spokes because the strength of that wheel in its entirety comes from every one of those spokes. Break one of those spokes and the tire's out of balance. And yet at the same time, by by that by just the nature of the energy of that wheel it's trying to pull all those things to the outside right and so right. if any one of those you know kind of going back to the balance we talked about last week or two weeks ago you know as that centripetal force of the of that wheel is moving forward if you've got anything out of balance or if a spokes out of place something's going to go drift off to the edge and then that wheel gets out of balance and our life gets out of balance. So I actually just, I love what you just said there. Well, you know, it's, we've been planning the focus, this focus group and, you know, Erica's always, honestly, I, we just work so well together because well, one, she makes me look smart, but two tends to question me and the, and the things that I need to be questioned on to be able to teach it. And one of the questions was, you know, a lot of people see that, remember you brought up the time, you know, like, can you even really be, ever be balanced? And remember, we talked about this last time. I'm not, you know, when I say the word balance, remember, it was two different things. It's just recognizing all these things. Want, you can't put something too heavy and then pretend that the other one's not there. It has to be fulfilled somehow. And right. what we really came up with is it truly is most of the reasons that people say this is time, mostly. Yeah. And within that, it's you and I, Erica, everybody in the world gets the same amount of minutes and the same amount of hours mm. in a day. I mean, there's no more than 24. It's just a matter of like, even it has, as, as Paul said, it's, it's putting the work into the balance. Don't put the work into the spoke, put mm. it into the balance, like go in the middle of the wheel and put the efforts into the plan, how to actually then navigate all of them. Don't just go to the, don't go, okay, I'm going to work really hard on, on my physical part. And then the rest goes away. That's why then the physical goes away two weeks later. Cause now that's so overdone, you know, <laughs> um, look two days a week, I go to the, maybe three. Okay. And maybe four, but I'm just going to say two, I go to the gym twice a day. And I believe that I used to do it every day and wow. I, I go to the gym twice a day because I'm now able to then go, okay, I'm going to do a little bit less in each one of those to actually help a little bit of my balance out because I can tend to put too much into one. Um, and so I, I also tend to feel like I have to, and like you said, I have to be, I, I work so much on the balance instead of the separate levels of each one of those. And that's what I learned along the way, I think, is I, I was so obnoxious and overachieving in each one that one would fail. And I was like, well, yeah, I got one. 
And I think I that recognition of my truth, really, of my spiritual truth. And when I was able to really find that truth, I can, man, we could do this, like you said, in, in so many episodes, because I can tell you that day that I had my truth. I'm sure you can tell us the your day. But that day I could finally say, okay, wow, you got this all wrong, sister. You're, it's not about just trying to be really great at just that. That's not going to carry the rest. You have to just be, you're, you just got to be okay at all of these. Okay enough that it holds you to your truth. And then they will all balance and, and you will ride this ride. So, um, but it takes work. And ultimately work. Like, who, who you are, not what others are trying to try to force on to who they think you should be, right? It's who you are. Well, didn't you do that finally when you said, you know what? I need to be behind the camera and not behind the dollar bill when you were doing monies. And the, or... Well, I, I haven't given up the dollar bills. Okay. Part, but, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly is. It was a decision point in my life, right? That, that uh, although I still, I still work both sides of, of those, those businesses because they're, they're both passions for me. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was a it was a definitive point in life where I said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go after this better." Let me ask you a question now. This might put you on the spot. Oh, I when can't you believe have... you would try and do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he is on this podcast. He knows what it's about. Let's get real and let's get uncomfortable. I've been hanging around you a bit. <laughs> okay, so you know, I mean, I carry a few gigs, but a lot, most of my gigs still are in somewhat of the same field. Would you consider both of your professional gigs a professional spoke or is any one of those filling any of the other ones of, of, uh, or are they filling all of them of, you know, emotional and pleasurable and spiritual and physical and professional, or would you stick them in just the professional? No, I mean, I think it's, they're holistic. They're, they're a big part of my life in both ways because there's so much creativity on both sides. And, and in fact, I'd, I'd kind of prepared for today, and maybe this is another another podcast we can consider. But you know that whole concept, because this this is a part of my faith. It's a part of the spiritual side of of Paul Graham. Um, I'm a I'm a big believer in try and live the concept of servant leadership, whoever that is that I'm serving, right? And and we all serve somebody. For people that say that oh, I'm my own person, and well if you're making a living helping other people or if you're in a relationship or if you have friends, you, you will be serving a need at some point in, in those things. And so that whole concept of servant leadership is a, is a, it's a very important concept in my life. And I, I really believe that on the M and a side, I know I've transformed some people's lives by, by the work that I've done in selling their companies for, in many cases, way more money than, than they could have ever imagined. Or I've solved, you know, a succession issue for them or, or you know, anything from that business side that, that, that I'm hired to, to do. That's, that's how I serve them. On the, on the photography side, you know, I serve you two in terms of, of helping you bring to life the vision that you want for your clients. And then to be able to create an environment where where your clients can be comfortable with me or the, the clients that I photograph, whether it's for South or any of my other clients, so that, that there's something I want to always bring to the table that they leave feeling better about themselves, that they, they uh, may have more confidence. They may think, well, that, that wasn't painful at all. That was actually some fun. 
And, uh, and I try and live that and try and bring it into everything that I do. Well, again, that is, I mean, you just summed up the point of why we are doing this together because Mm -hmm. not many people can say that they do all those in their profession. Um, and, um, you know, is it a big risk that if you're doing something that you can't put all those in to just quit and run, you know, but how can you figure out how to find that? That's kind of what Elevate's been trying to do for so long and just influence people that you can, you, you can find so much in what you do, even if you're not necessarily happy at it at that point, not to force you to stay in something unhappy, but don't give up until you really recognize that maybe the focus is on the wrong part. Learn who you are through it. Um, I mean, Erica's a great example. I'm sorry to bring you up. I was just going to say that sounds familiar. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm a prime example. I mean, I think anybody that Elevate tries to, like you say, you, you touch lives. I mean, in our mission statement, it's basically, we just want to touch the life of everyone we encounter. And that's part mm-hmm. of one of the sentences we say. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it doesn't matter how it is but don't, don't give up yet. There's so much more to learn still about who you are before you make a very big decision. And I mean, Erica is going into a a different role. I mean, I have done almost every thing you can do in the dental field and, um, constantly say to myself, why am I still in it? And then I go back to this balance and this, this wheel and wait a second, I can now do that here. Or I can do that here. I mean, we're flying to Austin, Texas to go change someone's life this weekend. I mean, that doesn't happen typically in dentistry and we're doing it together. Um, it, it never happened. I mean, first of it all, it doesn't happen. No, right. <laughs> it it's never happened. But this is the first time. Yay. But to hear your email and then to hear his responses, I mean, you, you, we're getting, we're getting a, a practice excited. Um, you know, I got after Michigan. What are you doing there? Is it just the photo shoot? Yeah. Okay. And not just the photo shoot. That was it's it's a full on it's a a full full on day. It's 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 a full on day. I mean, he's got he's got them in certain attire and uh, uh, props. This is his this is his big branding photo branding photo shoot. Okay. His wife's coming, and I mean, it's just. You know, I, I think he said something both to to Paul and I, but he said it, I think to Paul first. He was like, "Okay, so you are serious." <laughs> and I said, "Yeah." He's like, "Okay, I'm pretty impressed. This is um, this is you know, and because dental people don't, this is not this normal. is kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's really cool. So I think that you and I are walking a walk, and we're going outside the box, and we're our intent is to keep a balance and we're giving that to others. I mean, you know, um, it's really cool. Uh, it's exciting. Having Um, a, having a morning like you both have, I mean, does it make a big difference doing what you do in the morning to prepare for your day? Or do you think it would be different if you did at the end of the day? For me, it makes all the difference if I don't. And there's days where I just, I just get kind of swept up in the world and and, you know, I've learned not to try and look at my email first thing in the morning and because and, then I just get sucked into that rabbit hole instead of, you know, kind of just centering myself. But, um, yeah, if I miss the, if I miss those mornings, I usually by noon, I, I feel out of whack for, for the day and, and it affects my decisions. It affects my perspective uh, on how I'm dealing with problems or successes or failures. And it really 
starting my day like that really sets the tone for whatever may come across my my desk that day. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I don't, it's like, it's like breathing. I, I, I can't, I, mm. I, I wouldn't, I can't, I, I, look, I can't, like I'm stuttering. I can't <laughs> imagine how to, how else to wake up. It and has so to be. Having a weekend planned, like you, you both, because you're both going into this weekend together. How do you take that foundation into a big weekend like this and just keep yourself grounded, I guess? Well, well, for me, it's just the natural start to my day. So, I mean, that day I'll be, I'll be praying for, I'll be praying for weather, for light, for, for Kevin and his wife, for, for Jenny, and, and just that the day will be fruitful and that we'll accomplish everything that we've set out to accomplish. I mean, that'll be, that'll be part of that day's hit list. You know, being raised hardcore Catholic, you kind of tend to go to the guilty side. And I don't know what it is, but I could probably learn to do more of that, Paul. I I do novenas for people. So, yes, I do. I, I do definitely those. I, I literally just did a novena for somebody. And I'm proud of myself because um, I was told by God, oddly, to do one. And it was a, a person that's not in my life anymore. Um, but it, I, he told me she needed it. So I did it. Um, so those things I do, but my day in the morning is meant for more for him than for me. Um, and so we start the same, but I tend to just do just flat scripture med- motivation. Um, um, you know, it's just a constant Bible. I'm never, I, I never add that in. That's what I do at night. But I bet if I added some of that in Paul, maybe some of my energy could shift a little if it became some gratitude or some prayers for other things rather than just flat scripture and learning. Cause then, cause again, scripture and learning is me staying in that mode of, <laughs> so I wonder if I could, I mean, you're teaching me, I could add probably, well, okay, so let's have a great day. God, give me this, you know, I never do that. Wow. I, I That's my nighttime routine. Thank you so much for allowing oh. me to walk today and see today and breathe today. And, um, but I think that you just motivated me to add a little bit in the morning. Well, I have, I have a number. You hang around me long enough and you'll pick up on some Grahamisms. And uh, one, of, one Grahamism that I really try and live by is you don't ask, you don't get. So I'm always a big, well, I'll, I'll ask a question. I'll ask for something. I won't, I tend not to be quiet about things that I think are important. And, 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 and I, I've taken that actually from scripture and that is theologically sound that, that I think God says to us, he sh- yeah. come, come and ask. You may not get everything you want, but, <laughs> but it's ask. okay. Ask. Or, or you'll yeah, get it in a different you know? way. So, yeah, <laughs> or you'll exactly. get it in a different way. Cause he knows what's best for us anyway. So, uh, and darn it, because sometimes it isn't always what Paul Graham wants. So, um, <laughs> and that's, I guess that's a good thing, actually. Um, but, you know, that that's just one of those things. And, and I don't, I don't structure my start to the day so much, you know, like I start with scripture, start with prayer, and I just kind of see where that goes. Because to me, it's a conversation with, with God. And, 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 I kind of let him lead that. And and a lot of that leading comes from what I read in scripture and, you know, who I have on the hit list for the day and, and, and all that sort of thing. So it's, it's um, even that is a holistic thing that I, I try not to get too hung up on. Like I said earlier, you know, 
reading my Bible for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, praying for X number of minutes. You know, I really just try and be led and, and I've just incorporate that into my, my daily habit. Well, I mean, this is just proof right here, Erica. We we are trying to teach people to have balance, and there's two people that are, and it doesn't mean you have to do it the same. It means that you have to have your own intent, your own truth. And once you find that, you just your actions of how you deliver that in your life and to all the spokes, um, it does, you know, we don't always have to do everything the same. Yeah, I think that's a good point because people might be thinking, oh, well, if I want to be this, I've got to do this, 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 and I'll never do like me personally. I'm not going to wake up at three 30 in the morning. I'm just, it's not going to happen. But if I thought the only Clearly way you're I not can... a spiritual person, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but if I thought that's the only way to get there, I'm, you know, you could think, well, I guess I'm just not. And you know, I just have to, but <laughs> may I may I say something that might help? So remember, we read we 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 had a whole seminar on eat your frog, and you know, if you consider just the morning as the 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 it's like it's it's like the roadmap, you know, it doesn't ha the spiritual part doesn't have to happen in the morning, but I do believe the morning has to have is the point. So I believe that hopefully you add your spiritual, your truth in it some part of the day, but the, the way the day begins is how the balance begins. And so I do want that message to get out there. We're not, you know, um, because you heard what Paul said, um, if he doesn't do his specific routine, now we're not saying you have to do ours, but if it's not a specific routine by 12 or one, you're like, uh, so well, I mean, we, if you wake up late and you start the day in chaos, you're probably going to have a chaotic day. Um, and if you wake up a little bit earlier and start the day with a, like I said, intentions, you're probably going to have a different day. And I would say if, if even myself challenge my own self, try it for two weeks and see how you feel <laughs> and, you, you know, write exhausted. it down. <laughs> I might be, but I, I, I know it makes a difference because I've done it both ways. And I right now am not waking up early and I do have chaotic mornings and I'm yelling at my husband to move his truck out of the way. Cause he decided to park behind me and he's, moving, you know, and it's like, if I start my day that way, it's, it's not setting up anyone or I'm around or myself for success. So I know how to do it better. I'm just choosing not to right now. So I, I think the key thing is whatever time that is that, that suits your, your biorhythms, the, the, the way you function through a day, whenever that is, I just think it's time to just take some time out and, and just focus on something bigger than ourselves. Right. And, and to focus on, other people and to focus on scripture and, and taking your faith deeper um, and focusing on that aspect of gratitude in our lives, whenever that is through the day. I think, I think that's the important thing yeah. is just carving out some time to just put the world aside for whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever that is, and just put the world aside and just kind of shift the focus and kind of recalibrate, recenter, re-energize yourself that way. That's just a great way to end. Thanks for joining us for another episode. 
As you know, we're always looking for feedback, so please don't forget to give it to us. Let us know if there's anything you want to hear about. And don't forget to follow us on social media so you don't miss out on what's coming up next.